Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. If I screw today's show up, I'm going to be very upset at myself because the material today is incredible. The material out there. I have two updates on this Spygate indictment on Friday. Two great online writers that picked out just some huge nuggets in there. Huge nuggets. Also, Project Veritas, explosive new video, uh, hidden video recorded. And I'm going to paint for you the how the media manipulates us. In the interest of time, I want to stack this all in. Uh, let's get right to it. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you, you okay? <laughs> that was a little. <laughs> yeah, you okay? <laughs> so, you, yeah, just checking, but I can't see Joe face to face. I'm going to go okay, in the visual. Bro. By the way, some guy complained. I get an email from some guy, our crew did, and he complained that I laugh too much on the show sometimes. Listen, I'm sorry. Maybe the show's not for you. He thought maybe he thought we laughed too much yesterday with the uh, the man greats uh, ad. The man great. I'm oh, sorry. That was funny. I'll laugh all we want. So I'm very sorry. Hilarious. The show may not be for you. I got to move this cover again. All right. Let me get right to it because I got a lot of content here. Uh, explosive new video from Project Veritas, James O'Keefe's group. They specialize in whistleblowers, getting whistleblowers to record hidden video. And they got this... Uh, federal government healthcare worker apparently wearing some hidden camera. Here's a little piece of this at a medical uh, facility, it appears, where one of the other healthcare workers is claiming on tape now, according to Veritas's video here, and you can check them out at Project Veritas's website, that the doctors in the facility sat, it's apparently some HHS facility, are not reporting, one, the side effects from the vaccine. But second, I think this is even more important is that doctors are being pressured to not practice medicine and to not prescribe ivermectin, even if that individual doctor believes it could be helpful in those specific cases. This is this is insane. Check this out. Did um, Dr. Bakwa talk to you about prescribing ivermectin for not a lot of this facility. And so physicians can't um, prescribe off-label use medication here? Not for COVID. They did it with hydroxychloroquine and they it was really bad. And so they are not allowing it right now. She said, yes, um, I would agree to write for this because she's not contraindicated. And Dr. Bagwa said that? Yes. I am, I am stuck. I am told you are absolutely not to use it under any circumstances whatsoever for somebody with COVID unless you don't want to have a job. I am not going to lose my job. Damn. Over. They were not allowing, they were going to lose their job if they allowed you to use that drug. Right. Nuts. Right now, um, what is plaguing this country is the spirit of fear. This is the media has now gained superpowers. 
the American media with their with their narrative forming, like Plato, right? They pick a narrative and they run with it. The narrative is a political one. It's not a it's it's not one that has to do with healthcare. It's not one that has to do with um, information uh, propagation. It is a narrative that's typically a political one. The narrative right now for the media, the media has chosen this. Keep in mind, not medical professionals, because if medical professionals, some of them did not think ivermectin may be helpful, then this wouldn't be an issue, right? I mean, guys, if I'm not explaining this well, please stop me. Like, because this is important, right? If some medical, you know, some doctors may think ivermectin's not useful for COVID at all. Some may. If all of them agreed that this was a totally useless drug for coronavirus, then why would this be a controversy at all? Everybody picking up what I'm putting down? You're all smart people. You're getting it. So the reason it's apparently a controversy and the media who have no experience or aptitude or achievement or intelligence at all, that's why they're journalists and they're not, they don't have real jobs, right? Forget about medical experience. They don't have experience in scooping ice cream. That's why they're journalists because they're obviously too stupid to do something real, right? Now media people now control medicine as well. And the media has determined ivermectin is useless. So now doctors are now forced to not even entertain the possibility of using it because the media has said no. The media. Can you imagine going to medical school, then an internship, then a residency or in that reverse order, whatever it may be, spending upwards of 20 plus years of your life to educate yourself in the, in, in, in the finer points of healthcare, to be told by a 20-year-old blogger at the New York Times who got a C in sociology and wound up in journalism that you can't prescribe a drug. They have now gained superpowers. The media has a superpower right now. The left knows this, and they need the media to advance their propaganda. Think about what the media now controls. The media now controls education. You have this Nicole Hannah-Jones 1619 Project, a thoroughly discredited project, the 1690 Project. The media said Nicole Hannah-Jones is a hero. Therefore, she's a hero, has to be given tenure at a university. The media controls entertainment. You put out a movie that celebrates life, that says there's two genders. You're not going to get any funding. You're not going to get any mainstream, uh, uh, mainstream penetration into the market. None. Why? Because the media controls it. 19-year-old bloggers with no life skills whatsoever control medicine, control education, control entertainment. You can't even get a lawyer anymore. They control the legal field. There are people in the Trump orbit who have been targeted by crazy people on the left. They're having a hard time getting lawyers because the media said, no, no, the law only applies to Democrats now. If you're a Republican, you don't deserve any protection. By the way, if you're a Democrat and you're a criminal, who's been accused of the most vile of crimes. Matter of fact, if you cross in the country illegally and have committed a vile crime, you get an attorney, but not Republicans. They control the financial field. We had the story of Chase Bank uh, canceling Mike Flynn, canceling Lieutenant General Mike Flynn. They control everything. And now they control medicine too. Now you see why the left knows the media is the most powerful institution in America. You have a doctor on a, on a medical professional, excuse me, on a hidden video alleging that their doctors are not allowed to prescribe a drug because the, basically the media told them to. Now, how liberals use the media to promote information is important. And I'm going to walk you through this right here. Be a quick segment, but it's critical. There are a couple stories out there yesterday that show you exactly how they do this. And keep in mind, this is very important. It's a critical point. The media relies on one specific choke point and getting across that choke point 
to make sure that people are indoctrinated and programmed in the country. And the choke point is they know liberals will never do their own homework, okay? So if that were a choke point, a real choke point, and liberals would be even remotely critical of the mainstream media, we wouldn't have that problem we have now. But it's not. Liberals don't do it. Conservatives do that. That's the choke point, right? Liberals don't care. They do no homework at all. Here, what happened yesterday is is picture-perfect evidence for the narrative I'm painting for you today, okay, about how the media Plato's liberals and plays them for fools all the time. Here is one of the most disgraceful websites in America right now, the Drudge Report, which is just chock full of liberal crazy lunatics. This is an actual headline at Drudge right now. If it's still up, I'm not sure. With the picture, by the way. White House, Border Patrol with whip, obviously horrific. This is on Drudge. You see a Border Patrol agent on a horse. And uh, according to the picture, Drudge Report and others that have put this headline up uh, apparently want you to believe this is a whip. It's a whip. The White House, of course, is forced to respond to that. Now, um, if you are not a liberal, meaning you're an intelligent person because liberals are colossal morons, um, really some of the stupidest people on planet Earth, you would realize that is not, in fact, a whip. It is a rein for a horse, and they are not whipping anyone. They are turning illegal border crossers back to where they came from. Now, if you're a liberal, you believe people got whipped. He was telling me he was uh, talking to a bunch of people. No, Jim, I'm sorry. Producer Jim had this argument with a bunch of people yesterday. Again, they're liberals. Folks, I want you to understand. Liberals are not smart people. They are bathed in ignorance. The evidence is everywhere. I'll prove it to you at the end of this segment with a clip by Bill Maher. They don't know anything. I'm sorry to tell you. These are stupid people. I'm going to get even, Ed, why are you calling liberals stupid? Because they're stupid. They are. Stu I'm really sorry. They're stupid. That if you think that's a whip, you are a dumb person. It is not a whip. That's not Indiana Jones on the horse. That's a border patrol agent with horse reins. If you think it's a whip and you're a liberal, you're an idiot. I don't know what to tell you. And the media thinks you're an idiot. Here, the El Paso Times apparently on this Twitch he covered this. The agent swung his whip menacingly, reports the El Paso Times, and major national outlets pass it on. It's not a whip. If you think it was a whip, you are probably a liberal, which means you're a moron. It just wasn't a whip. Okay? Here's this reporter. What's her name? Shannon Pettypiece. Is that even a real name? Apparently, she works for NBC. She's the White House reporter. Quotes this piece. The agent swung his whip menacingly. Charging his horses. It's not a whip. By the way, where are the fact checkers? Answer, the fact checkers are nowhere because they're clowns. Fact checkers aren't serious people. They're leftist propagandists. How does the media, again, mold stupid liberals and get them to believe things that aren't true? Very simply, they tell them lies that are easily falsified by doing a just a modicum of basic research. Is that a whip? No, it's a rain. And dopey liberals who never create a choke point by doing their own homework, just believe it. <laughs> like the clown morons they are. You got NBC puts it out there. Doesn't bother to fact check that at all. Then you have other morons. Joy Reid, the gold medal winner in the dopey media talking head Olympics. You can always count on her to say something stupid. She is incapable of doing even basic research Joe has been researching her homophobic blog post for a long time. He has not been able to come up with an answer. She said she had the FBI on it. 
Joe's been at it. He's been very busy. Joe has not been able to come up with an answer if Joy wrote those posts or not, which is weird. Well, here's Joy Reid. This is beyond repulsive. Are these images from 2021 or 1851? Of course, making a comparison, what you would think, to slavery and elsewhere, because that's what Joy does, because she is the queen of misinformation. Here's another example of why liberals are so ignorant. The media tells them things. Liberals don't create a choke point for the media. They don't fact check the media. They just propagate media lies. This is a lie. It was a lie. And they count on these so-called thought leaders on the left to propagate the lie, and they never check it. I promise you, I hear information from people. I check it, even on the conservative side. That's why we're not, sometimes we're not first, but we're usually right. Here's another example of why libs are so darn stupid all the time. It was whipped. Here's an article by CNBC by Berkeley Lovelace Jr., a human being apparently incapable of doing anything real for a living outside of propagating fake news. Here, listen to this headline. This is, again, why liberals are in their house with a double mask, three face shields, wrapped in a bubble suit with gloves on, spraying themselves with Lysol every 10 minutes because of headlines like this by Berkeley Lovelace Jr. Love to see Berkeley Lovelace Sr. COVID is officially America's deadliest pandemic as U.S. fatalities surpass 1918 flu estimate. Oh, my gosh. I... I I can't take the stupid today, folks. I'm sorry. So again, you want to see why liberals are so dumb? They believe the Border Patrol are whipping people at the southern border and that COVID is the most deadly pandemic the U.S. has ever seen, at least since 1918, because they can't read and do homework. If you go down the piece all the way towards the end, Berkeley Lovelace Jr. is not counting on you actually reading the piece. He's just counting on you clicking on the headline. You will find out that it's not even close to the most deadly pandemic we've seen in U.S. history because you adjust these things for population size. For Berkeley Lovelace Jr., if you lived on an island with 50 people, right, and 10 people died, right? So 10 people died. You'd be like, that's one-fifth of the island. My gosh, that's really bad. And then 50 years later, 12 people die on an island from a different pandemic. Oh, my gosh, more people died. It's the deadliest thing ever. And you find out 5,000 people lived on the island would you say this? No, you wouldn't, because Berkeley Lovelace Jr. is apparently unaware of how to do even basic math. So hysterical headline, and down later in the piece, he, know liber- he knows, or, or she, I don't even know what it is, knows, uh, he knows liberals won't read this thing, right? Don't care, by the way. Here, down further. It says, in 1918, for example, the U.S. population, that's when the Spanish flu uh, epidemic broke out, the U.S. population was less than a third of today's, when it estimated 103 million people living in the U.S. Today, there are nearly 330 million people living in the U.S. That means the 1918 flu killed one of every 150 Americans compared to one in 500 who have died from COVID so far. And that's assuming dying from COVID and not with COVID, which are not the same thing. Again, why are liberals so stupid? Because they are are guided around like mules, like stupid mules, like beasts of burden by their media masters, and they never, ever bother to fact-check anything ever. 
You know who explained this perfectly? A liberal, by the way, Bill Maher, again, about a week ago, talking about how liberals never do their homework and are morons, and they think things that aren't true because they're idiots. They follow Joy Reid, CNBC, and elsewhere, hysterical headlines, and they never, ever do any homework. And then their big tech people block them from getting to the truth with things about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vaccines, and elsewhere. And they love being blocked because they want to be servants. They love serving their media and government gods. Here's Bill Maher summing up their ignorance perfectly. Check this out. I have to cite a, a survey that was in the New York Times, which is a liberal paper, so they weren't looking for this answer. But they were talking about, uh, this, the question was, what do you think the chances are that you would have to go to the hospital if you got COVID? Mm -hmm. And Democrats thought that was way higher than Republicans. 41% of Democrats, and the answer is between 1% and 5%. Okay. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% thought it was 20 to 49%. So 70% of Democrats thought it was way, way, way higher than it really was. Liberal media has to take a little responsibility for that, for scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> and the reason why I'm bringing this up is uh -huh. because it's much harder for every touring act to sell tickets in blue states. Oh, interesting. They're afraid to go out of the house. I see. Whereas in red states, it's all good to go. There you go. So if you're in a blue state, don't go out, sit at home, die in your house, wait to die because the lethal coronavirus, the worst pandemic in human history is going to come to get you. Yeah, none of that's actually true. But you go to a red state, people go out and live their lives. Proper precautions, do your thing. I feel sorry for these liberals, I do. Because they choose to be stupid. And imagine what kind of life that must be. Choose to be so dumb all the time to never believe anything. What you believe is wrong. Chance of being hospitalized, 50%. It's actually 1% to 5%. You're off by a factor of 10. 41% of Democrats believe that, by the way. Only 28% of Republicans. Showing, by the way, that the disinformation campaign has actually bled into the Republican ranks, too. I'm stunned, actually, 28% believe that. All right, so let me get to my second sponsor and move on. More evidence of my golden rule, by the way, that Democrats think you're, uh, we think Democrats are people with bad ideas. Uh, Democrats think we're bad people with ideas. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Did you see that in that last segment? I, I hope I relayed that properly to you because I don't want the point lost on you because it's going to matter for the Spygate segment coming up, which is a ringer. They just, they're experts at gaslighting leftists. They tell lies. They tell lies confidently. They tell them over and over and they isolate people from the truth using big tech. It's no wonder liberals are so ignorant and don't know anything. 
that they think Border Patrol was whipping people, that they think 50% of people wind up in the hospital with coronavirus. I mean, why would you even, why would you believe otherwise? You follow mainstream media, people who lie to you all the time and don't allow you to see the truth. They censor it with big tech. But here's more evidence of my golden rule. One of my golden rules about Democrats is we think Democrats, again, are people with bad ideas, but Democrats don't feel the same about you. They think you're bad people with ideas. I want to point out and focus mostly on liberals here, not all Democrats, but ladies and gentlemen, they really hate you and they want you punished. You need to wake up to that stat because these, these centrist swampy Republicans who think that somehow we're going to have some rapprochement with them. We're going to sit around the, uh, you know, the, the, the campfire and sing songs and give each other back rubs or something. You're crazy. These people hate you. This is one of the most popular misinformation accounts anywhere on the Internet. Occupy Democrats. They're at Occupy Democrats on Twitter. They specialize in misinformation, right? Listen to what they tweet. This is this is critical. Listen to this uh, tweet I'm going to read here. Very popular account. Breaking. Longtime Michigan TV meteorologist Carl Bonax is fired by his network for failing to get vaccinated. Because he wants the freedom to roll the dice with the deadly Delta variant. Keep putting his co-workers' lives at risk. Retweet to thank his network for standing strong. Man. Yeah, Joe. That's real. These people hate you. These people hate you. They want you fired. Not only do they want you fired, they want it celebrated that this longtime beloved meteorologist was fired. They want you to retweet it to thank the network for firing him. These people are insane. They are not looking for some peace pipe smoking, folks. They are insane. They want your kids abused with masks jammed on their face. We showed you that yesterday. They want you fired. They want you terminated. They will laugh. I said on yesterday's show, the left will celebrate if I die from COVID or anything, they will celebrate. Um, some account, a liberal account on Twitter picked it up yesterday, that segment, tweeted it out that I, I said that, and read the comments. I'm not kidding. These people want you dead. They are a satanic death cult of people. They are insane. And when you wake up to that, you'll understand why are the solutions are going to be different than before. The solutions now have the everybody has to get out and vote, has to run, has to pick better candidates, has to show up at school board meetings, has to show up everywhere. And, and, and really, the activism has to be dialed up times 10. These people are crazy. All right, uh, moving on. They want you to be second class citizens in your own country. This is intentional. This isn't by accident. The way they talk to you, the way they treat you, deplorables, they, the way they talk about you, the way they want you dead. If you dare say, hey, I may have natural immunity. I, I'm not going to get the vaccine right now. They want you dead. They want you fired. This is meant to demoralize. They are not. Tr the left is not trying to find common ground with you. So I don't know why you would be trying to find common ground with them. They're not interested. Here, here's more evidence here. You know, uh, the left does this thing because they celebrate people who insult you, like Jen Psaki, Peppermint Patty, 
who lies nonstop. So whenever she says something dumb that's an obvious lie from the White House press podium, they call it the socky bomb. They do. You got to look at it. It's hilariously stupid. So we, of course, have the uh, hat tip producer Jim from the radio show. We don't have the socky bomb. We have the Saki bong on this show. Check this out. There will be no centralized universal federal vaccinations mandate. Having trouble believing the mouthpiece for the moron in chief? Now there's help. The Saki bong. I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are Making not. obvious lies sound true because you have to be high to believe them. That's right, because you have to be on hallucinogenics to believe anything that comes out of Peppermint's mouth. So here's another one of them yesterday. Again, she's just laughing at you now. They're treating you like second-class citizens because they want you demoralized. The way to counteract that is to not be demoralized. They want you to say, I'm not voting, I'm not knocking on doors, I'm not going to wave signs on a corner, I'm not going to the school board meeting. They want you to do that. The way you flip them the double-barreled middle finger is by not being demoralized and doing things, doing things, getting involved in activism that do matters, right? Here's Saki laughing at you yesterday when Peter Ducey asks a simple question. So the Biden administration yesterday said, yes, you can travel here from Europe now, but you have to show a vaccine card. So Ducey at the White House works for Fox News asked an obvious question. Well, if you can travel here from overseas, but you need a vaccine card, If you walk in the country illegally, do you have to show a vaccine card? And listen to the answer from this zero at the White House. Check this out. If somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. They don't. (laughs) They don't intend to stay here. Guy doesn't like when I laugh at it. They don't intend to stay here. Don't care. They don't intend to stay here for any length of time. No, 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 Joe. They're not going to stay here. They um nope. came here from Haiti, Central America. They're sitting under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas, where it's 142 degrees. Um, no, they're just hanging out to come in and buy, uh, you know, buy a turkey sandwich at the local deli in Del Rio. <laughs> and they're headed right back to Haiti after that and Central America, I'm sure. Just hanging out, watching a movie, maybe. Got a little computer up. Watching a little DVD, maybe a Bluetooth. That's all they're here. Again, it's not that Saki's stupid. It's that Saki thinks you're stupid. That's the greatest insult. And I'll say just parlaying it back to the last segment I did. If Saki thinks you're stupid, leftist, why do you have to oblige her and prove her right all the time? She's treating you like a moron. And you're acting like one. That's why we find ourselves in a situation like this mediaite story. This historian, Ken Burns, this is a serious story. I usually don't post mediaite links in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter, but I did today. I played Sarah Silverman, leftist, far left comedian yesterday, saying the country's headed for a breakup. Maybe we should do it. That's why I'm putting this up today, because the leftists don't seem to get it. They keep pushing people. Here's a historian, Ken Burns, who says the current times are equal to civil war 
Depression and World War II. It's really serious. I wish the left would understand that. They don't. They don't understand one axiomatic truth. That you keep pushing and you keep pushing. And you keep taking and keep taking. And sooner or later when people, the most dangerous people on planet Earth are the people with nothing at all to lose. And you are doing this, not us. We didn't ask for this fight. I don't want it. We didn't ask for it. I just want to be left alone to live in peace. The left doesn't want that, folks. They hate you. I can't emphasize this enough. And you are making a huge mistake if you don't reconcile yourself with that fact. One more story is just showing you how they're just mocking you now. And then I'll get to the Spygate stuff, which is explosive. I didn't want to, I left it to the end because I need some time with it. It's good. AOC, another loser. Post-millennial article. New footage shows AOC being waited on by a masked servant class before the Met Gala. Of course, she's not in a mask herself. So they're just laughing at you now because they hate you. She's for the people, AOC. Sure. Let me get to my, um, Next sponsor that I want to get to. This is a this is a big two pager. The second page of the show is a whole show in and of itself. Okay, I'm very excited about this segment, especially uh, coming after yesterday's show, which did exceptionally well. The interest in the Spygate case has gone through the roof again due to the Friday indictment of a Clinton associated uh, attorney, Michael Sussman, for allegations that he lied to the FBI and said he wasn't working for Hillary Clinton while trying to propagate the uh, PP hoax and other things, the Alpha Bank hoax. There are two incredible pieces out there on what the Friday indictment means, and I want you to read them. The first one is a substack from Shipwreck Crew. It will be in my newsletter today. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe. It's free. Just go to the website. Click subscribe. It's free. I'll send you these articles every day. This one's a must read. It's quite long. But it's worth your time. You can skim through some parts if you're crushed for time, but please read it. It's by Shipwreck Crew. The Sussman indictment reads like overt acts in furtherance of a conspiracy because that's what it is. Let's start out with the simple premise he's making. Shipwreck, we'll call him Ship for the, keep it simple. Ship here is obviously an attorney who knows his stuff. They know who it is, very smart guy, right? Ship here is saying, that if the Clinton associated lawyer on Friday was just being indicted on a false statements charge, following me folks, you just put what the false statement is and when he made it and a few details and that's it. It's a one pager done. So ship's asking a pretty smart question here. If this was just about a false statements charge for a mid-level lawyer, then why did John Durham write a 27-page indictment with all these details that really don't have a lot to do with the false statements charge specifically? Why? Is there more coming? I have very little faith in the Justice Department, but maybe Durham's going to prove us wrong. I'm open to being persuaded. And Ship asks a simple question. In that 27-page indictment, which is, a lot of information for a simple false statements charge. Why are the billing records from Perkins Coie, the law firm that was uh, were doing legal work for Mrs. Clinton and the furtherance of the collusion hoax, according to the allegations, right? Why was the law firm's billing records 
Why do they matter so much? Why were they in this 27-page indictment? Oh, 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 this gets really good. Is Durham getting ready to charge people with a conspiracy? Why the long indictment? Why those Perkins Coie records? Well, let's go to the piece. He says, so on what basis then was it likely determined by a court that the attorney-client privilege did not apply and Perkins Coie had to disclose the records? Perkins Coie billing, billing records. These would be subjected to legal attorney-client privilege. Everybody tracking? So he says, well, how is it that Durham got a hold of that if they're privileged? Well, Durham had to find a way around the privilege to get them, right? Ship says, well, that's the $64,000 question. We may not know the answer for some time, but the most likely justification for ordering production of these privileged records to Durham, the prosecutor, was the crime fraud exception to the attorney-client privilege. Simply Uh-oh. stated, yeah, you see where he's good? This is just a uh, gemstone yeah. right here. Simply stated, the crime fraud exception applies when the communications or records at the law firm at issue involve a future crime or fraud under consideration or a crime or fraud currently underway and continuing. The focus of the inquiry is on the client's intent, not the attorney's intent. The attorney-client privilege will be negated by the crime-fraud exception, regardless of whether the attorney's aware of or involved in the client's crime or fraud. Who was the client again of the attorney? Who was the client again of the attorney? Who was the client of the attorney? Yes, the Clinton campaign. So if John Durham got his mitts on those legal records, even though they were privileged, was the reason he got his mitts on those legal records because John Durham is getting ready to charge people in the Clinton orbit with a conspiracy and they were evidence of a crime? Seems awfully odd he would jar up a 27-page indictment and include all that if he wasn't putting little 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 breadcrumbs here, here and there. I'm like actually getting goosebumps because I've been following this case for so long. Let me just be clear again so you don't mistake me for others who do this kind of stuff. I have nothing. I don't control the DOJ, ladies and gentlemen. I have very little optimism that the Department of Justice will view this case fairly and do the right thing. I'm simply stating to you an obvious fact that Ship's analysis here is correct. Why the hell would Durham draw up a 27-page indictment largely irrelevant to a false statements charge that includes a legal firm's billing records that are obviously attorney-client privilege if the client, the Clinton campaign, wasn't a part of a conspiracy? Why would you write that in a legal document you know everybody's going to see? It doesn't make any sense. Unless you were looking to do something with it later. Oh, this gets better. Here's the second takeaway from this. It says it means that if Durham obtained privileged records on the basis of the crime fraud exception, whatever court sustained his subpoena for those attorney client records would have done so because Durham demonstrated to that court satisfaction that the Clinton campaign and the tech executive we talked about on Friday who was working with Sussman were themselves engaged in the criminal conduct along with Sussman and they're with Sussman, their attorney. Yeah. Why else would he put that in there? Another thing Ship noticed, I want you to pay very close attention to point 42 in the indictment against this Clinton-affiliated attorney, Michael Sussman. 
because this is another gem. Good job, Shep. By the way, read this piece in my newsletter today, bongino.com news slash newsletter. Please, please read the piece. He picked some interesting nuggets out of the indictment, too, of point .42. On or about February 9th, 2017, Michael Sussman met with two Agency 2 employees at a location outside of the District of Columbia. At the meeting, the following in substance and in part occurred. Sussman stated falsely, as he previously said to the FBI, he was not representing a particular client. In truth and in fact, Sussman had acknowledged to the former employee just days earlier he was representing a client. What does that mean? What does that mean? Can you throw that back up a second? I want to point out some interesting little chunks of info in here. On or about February 9th, 2017, the Clinton-affiliate attorney had another meeting with a government agency outside of D.C. Joe, where's the CIA office? Is that in Langley? It's, it's in Virginia, right? CIA? I think it is. Can you Google that during the break? Just to be sure here. Outside of D.C. So just to check. Langley. So could that be agency number two? No. We're getting a fact check on that. Yeah, that could. Not only could that be agency number two, but notice the date, February 9, 2017. When was Donald Trump sworn in as president? Yeah, January 20th, 2017. Somebody spying on El Presidente when he was El Presidente? And were they working with the CIA to do it? Who the hell is agency number two? Apparently, it's a government agency that has a location outside of the District of Columbia. I, I think the CIA could meet that criteria. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. CIA, while the president, President Trump, was the president of the United States, we're still working with a government agency to make sure a false narrative about Alpha Bank this Russian bank allegedly communicating with Trump Tower. We're still working with them to make sure that this thing gets in front of the FBI so we can spy on the sitting president of the United States. Is that really what's in there? I guess we'll see in the coming weeks as we find out who Agency 2 is. Could be, but I doubt it. You want to know if it could be the NSA. I doubt that. Location outside of District of Columbia. <sighs> yeah, this is getting juicy. I got more. I got more coming up here. Our buddy Techno Fog. You know Techno? I know Techno. Techno is solid. He knows his stuff too. He's got another piece. This will be in my newsletter as well. Where does John Durham go from here? A review of the special counsel's next targets. Read this piece as well. He talks about these two things. They're in the piece. You can see him. How John Durham's got a hold of the internal Fusion GPS emails. Fusion GPS was the former journalist Glenn Simpson's company and Peter Fritch. Their company were hired by intermediaries, Perkins Coie and other lawyers, to go out and fabricate these Trump collusion fairy tales. Well, Durham got a hold of their internal communications at Fusion GPS. I want you to pay very close attention to this on the screen. 9-1. Remember the meeting between Sussman where he's alleged to have lied to the FBI about saying I wasn't working for Hillary when he was? Yeah. That was the 19th. So just a few weeks right. before, 
Fusion GPS internal emails. You can see this up on the screen right now. Look at what they're doing. They're sending each other's emails, updating the draft of the Alpha Group overview. The Alpha Group, the Alpha Bank Russia story, a total hoax. What are they talking about? They're obviously not talking about a connection between Trump Tower and Alpha because it doesn't exist. What do those internal emails say? Durham knows. Look at the dates. Right before Fusion and Sussman and everyone get their story together to go bring it to the FBI. Shows again what I had said to you yesterday, that there were two primary hoaxes in the Trump collusion hoax. The Trump Tower communicating with the Alpha Bank server in Russia, fake, totally made up story. And second, the Carter Page is a Russian agent working for the Trump campaign uh, dossier hoax. Here's part two to that in the techno piece. He shows you how not only were they communicating about, like I said, the Alpha Bank hoax, as I told you yesterday, but they're also communicating about the dossier and the Trump-Russia matter. Look at all these emails. Glenn Simpson, Peter Frisch, Patrick Corker. Check these all out, these internal emails. Durham's got a hold of those, I'll bet. They are going to be really interesting, aren't they? You think he put out a 27-page indictment for nothing? Maybe, but that would be really dumb. Okay, so just to sum up what we just said before we move on to uh, Moscow, uh, Maddow, Russia, Rachel, and her ridiculous tweet, she was part of this collusion conspiracy because she was one of those willingly ignorant morons on the left that propagated a false fairy tale about Russian collusion. You see how I tied the show together? Showing you how the media creates stupidity and stupid people suck it up, <laughs> suck it up like dogs, thirsty dogs in a, in, in a bowl, lick in a bowl of water. They're just idiots. You, you believe there was a PP tape out there for Donald Trump and his and Trump Tower was communicating with a server in Russia from Alpha Bank? Are you really that stupid? The answer is yes, you are that stupid. I'll show you why in a second. But again, just to tie this up, the shipwreck piece. Durham has his hands on some of the records from the attorney from the Clinton campaign. How did he get those? Clearly, he got those because there's some evidence, maybe... Either they willingly turned them over, which is possible, or there may be evidence of a criminal conspiracy. And you, you can't commit a crime as a lawyer and say attorney-client privilege. Could be one or the other. But if it's the second one, that Mrs. Clinton campaign is in a world of trouble. There's a crime-fraud exception, which there is. And that could mean a lot. Also, who the hell is Agency 2? Who else was this attorney meeting with? Was he meeting with the CIA, quote, outside of the District of Columbia while Trump was president? Why would that be in there if they weren't going to do anything with it? Could it be a head fake? That's possible. Maybe they just put it in there like Mueller threw a bunch of crap in that indictment just to give the press a nugget. It could be. I don't want to get anybody too excited. But it seems an, like an awfully bizarre way to get the press excited than to put all that information out there for people to use to then just turn around later and do nothing with it. Just seems strange. And secondly, those techno, that techno report. Look at that. If they have the internal emails of Fusion and they can show them fabricating the Alpha Bank and collusion thing, they're done. Their goose is cooked, period. Read those two pieces. They're really good. I promise they're worth your time in my newsletter. Okay, moving on. Um, one of the dumbest people in the media. Uh, how she doesn't make our top three is, is a little strange. I, 
I don't, I don't know how she's evaded our scrutiny for so long on that. But uh, Russia, Rachel Maddow, one of the um, debutantes of misinformation out there right now. She's very good at this, promoting misinformation. She's done it for a long time. Remember her with the collusion hoax? She was one of the, one of the big ones. And uh, by the way, leftists like her and others, they, they probably enjoy the censoring of conservative content, which is kind of interesting because she put out a tweet yesterday on her official account at Maddow. Hey, Google, those are her words, about a story where Google, which is the most evil company in, the, uh, in, in modern U.S. history, Google is just a genuinely evil company, that may, and they're very hard to escape. They're in everything. Google is an evil company, right? Apparently, Google has been accused of complying with a Russian government request to block the YouTube videos and Google Doc files that, Putin, uh, that Putin's opponent, Navalny, that their allies were using to coordinate voting. Folks, if those allegations are true, Google, the evil of Google is now staring you right in the face. This is a genuinely evil company. But the astonishing part and the temerity of Rachel Maddow in this tweet, Rachel Maddow and her leftist allies who openly celebrate promoting misinformation here, collusion hoaxes, attacks on medicine, attacks on science with coronavirus, and, and the suppression of truth tellers like me and others on the other side are now all of a sudden upset about the suppression of truth tellers in Russia. You see that again, the temerity of these people, the, the grapefruits they must have to do this. We called out Rachel Maddow, Russia, Rachel for three years on my podcast for lying about this collusion hoax. They labeled us conspiracy theorists and she's now upset that Google's involving themselves in the suppression of freedom in Russia. I mean, again, tell me again, we're not living in crazy town, please. All right, one quick story. I, uh, I don't have it in the show notes today, but it's important before I get to this Biden gas thing. I took a little note on the front page. Don't believe the Democrats gaslighting on the debt ceiling. This is an important argument coming up. It's wonky. Please bear with me. Don't tune out. It's important. I know sometimes wonkiness, we lose people because they, they don't got time. They want, please hang with me for a second here. There is a debt ceiling vote coming up. The United States has a debt ceiling. We're at it. In order to raise the debt ceiling, Congress and the Senate have to vote. The Democrats have the votes to raise the debt ceiling by themselves right now. They're the majority in the House. And they have the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. Everybody tracking? They can raise the debt ceiling without a single Republican vote. Copy. The Democrats, because they are genuinely an evil party and want to destroy the country, they need to raise the debt ceiling to spend more money we don't have. But because they don't want to do it on their own and they want Republicans to be complicit in this, they don't need a single Republican vote. Look at what they're doing. They're attaching the debt ceiling vote to the $3.5 trillion bankruptcy bill Joe Biden wants and saying to the Republicans, I dare you to vote against this or we'll accuse you of shutting the government down. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are straight up evil. Keep in mind, if the government shuts down, it is of the Democrats and the Democrats only do it. You understand that? If it shuts down because we've hit the debt ceiling and the government has no more money, it's because the Democrats just don't want to vote. to. They have the votes. They do not need one single Republican vote, not one. They can do it right now. 
They're choosing not to do it and attaching it to the $3.5 trillion spending bill saying, hey, Republicans, even though we don't need you, you better vote for this $3.5 trillion spending bill. And when the government shuts down, we're going to blame you for voting against the bill, not against the debt ceiling. You believe these people? Of course, you're not going to hear any of that from the media. Mark my words. Key time check. 1017, Tuesday, September 21st, folks. They tell you never to do that on a show, by the way, because you, you people listen later. I don't care. Time check. Watch. In a couple weeks, when the Democrats shut the government down, they have the votes to do it now. They will not keep the government open. They're trying to take Republicans and, and they're trying to take hostages here. Watch the media reports. We will put them on the show. I promise you the media reports will be Republicans shut down the government. Guaranteed. Now you know the lion events. Just say to your friends, Republicans shut it down. How many Republican votes do the Democrats need to open up the government and hike the debt ceiling? Zero. Zero. They don't need any. Your friends are just dopey. They're liberals. Watch. They will blame Republicans. Guaranteed. All right. Here's my final story today. Sorry if I went on a little long about that. I should have put an element in there. It's an interesting story. So Biden is obviously losing it. Uh, losing it. He's speaking at the United Nations right now. Um, who even knows if he's speaking in coherent sentences? The man is clearly compromised. He's clearly corrupt. He's clearly cognitively compromised as well. He's compromised on both fronts, cognitively and in his uh, personal life. After all, China uh, owns this guy. He is the big guy. But uh, proving to you again that the man is losing his grasp of reality, the Washington Free Beacon put, again, put together a, a montage of Biden gaffes. These are just... Uh, this is just tragic to watch. This is, I mean, talk about a clown prince. Check this guy out. I never make any big, big gaps. I nominated Javier Bacaria. You know, Javier Bashir, excuse me. If you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. I think we're making some real progress, but thank you, Jennifer, for what you've done and continue to do. I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general. But my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. You've got a Japanese boy coming over here, and guess what? Jill and I have always enjoyed seeing Pete and Kristen. Let's bring up a three-time Cy Young Award winner, Clayton Crenshaw, to uh, say a few words. Senator, I hope. Brock and I think it's a right for people that bad at kept care. Who the hell's Clayton Croshaw or whatever? Clayton <laughs> Crenshaw? Who, who is that? I don't even follow baseball. And I know his name is not like Clayton Croshaw, whatever the hell Biden thinks he's. I mean, the name's right in front of you, dude. Just read it. Folks, this guy, this is, I know, you know, it's done with a kind of a little bit of jest, but it's not funny. This guy is clearly cognitively compromised. Combine that with his corruption, his family's corruption. And him being in hock to China as the big guy. And we got a serious problem on our hands. This is not a joke. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this show, please run with that Spygate stuff. I am absolutely convinced. I don't want to beat this dead horse. But Durham put that 27-page indictment together to drop little breadcrumbs to tell you that there's more coming and to scare people into cooperating from the Clinton campaign. I am sure of it. We'll see what happens with it. That part, I'm not sure. I have no optimism about the Justice Department whatsoever. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to my Rumble account as well, rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost at 2 million viewers and be sure, viewers, excuse me, and be sure to submit your questions for the Friday show.
Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.